this is Graham High, the straight white guy. We're so grateful for the support you've given us with this series. We've completed our first season, but are now working on what's next, so stay tuned. In the meantime, please enjoy this bonus podcast, a short conversation with Brooke, Connor's wife, our guest from the second episode. This is Straight White Guy Listening. I'm Brooke, and I'm the wife-ish, wife-like. That's what he likes to call me. Yeah. Living with Connor for almost three years. Or in my time, 25 years. Yeah. Connor moments. Can you let us know how you two met and, you know, that walk us through that? Sure. Um, I was coming up to Sacramento after uh, a work week in Berkeley uh, to visit some friends who were watching a Giants playoff game at uh, the Depot Bar. And uh, by the time I got there, um, Connor had joined them, and apparently we had mutual friends, and I didn't know it over the course of the night since my friends were more on the not-so-sober side. Um, he and I got to hang out because we were both more on the sober side and found out that we had a lot of things in common. We had just, I mean, it was just really easy to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of joking, obviously. Uh, we were watching sports. We were both very excited that the Giants won. Mm-hmm. We were both equally excited that the other liked Jameson. Mm-hmm. That was very exciting. Very exciting. Um, and very just exciting. kind of as the night progressed and we went to different places, you're like, oh, you know that person? Oh, that's so weird. How did we not know each other all of these years from living in the same city and now it like, took me moving for, away to... For an entire lifetime, right. literally. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And... He seemed really down to earth, um, also persistent, but... So Connor pursued you a little bit? He was a little... No? Why am I the aggressor in this? <laughs> persistent, it seems like, yeah. No, I, I think that he was happy to have met somebody, and he was like, this, I'm, I want her. So he went for it. Yeah, I was like, this is what a good relationship feels like. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, okay, and, I like that. <laughs> well, congratulations, guys. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I know we actually, we just passed our one-year engagement bursary. Mm-hmm. That's a word. I proposed yeah. to her last May. I took her out to uh, Mendocino to the Hill House Inn, which is the famous Murder, She Wrote hotel that she always wanted to go to. So dragged her out there and got her good and drunk and intoxicated and tried to propose to her on Facebook Live and she wasn't having it. Oh, I was not. So not. what I was not doing that. She was like, uh-uh. I was like, let me do it my way. And then she wouldn't let me do it. So the next morning she was out cold sleeping and I was sitting on the couch. I was like, well, now or never. So what happened was like she's sleeping and I'm sitting on the couch and the couch in our room and like, and like my heart is just bumping. I was like, okay, I'll take my pills. And it's still bumping. I went to use the bathroom. It's just getting harder. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. Oh, my God, I'm fucking die. And I'm sitting on the couch. And she's like, I'm like, my broke. She's like, come here. Open the window. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. He's, he's like, like, literally, he's like, I'm, I'm like, having a heart attack. I'm having a heart, heart attack. attack. Oh, my God. Like, so, out of a dead sleep, I'm like, okay, all right. But, uh, okay, what do I need to do? Uh, <laughs> he gets down on one knee. I'm like, I was like, it's now oh or never. <laughs> Before I die, please. <laughs> like, all right. You know, like both in our underwear, my hair is up to here. Just she's having a heart attack, and I was like, "This is, this is how it's going to happen." Gonna happen. Of course it is, because that it couldn't be any other way for us. And no. then no. that was, that was it. It was it was perfect because it was so 
the opposite of everything I'm sure that he wanted to do. It was opposite, <laughs> complete opposite. It was super high complete class. Opposite yeah. what I planned. So you were going to stream at Facebook Live? Was that the well? Original? It was after we went to a little <sighs> cash and carry dive bar in Mendocino. It, like, it was like only one bar there. Oh right. We had some drinks, played a lot of pinball. So we got back to the room, and our room was like um, a beach view, in which it had a little like a patio on it. So I was going to drag her out in the patio. In like Facebook Live and like tell her like this big nice elaborate drunken speech and like bam ring and I had the camera hand I turned it on it's like come on let's go and she's like uh uh-uh. uh no <laughs> was like, it was like one in the morning we we had been drinking and I was like this is not something I want to ever watch again if you're gonna Facebook Live and everybody's gonna be oh my god that's so cute and then we watch it the next day we're like oh yeah I can't probably did not that. Probably, yeah no no when. So. Seemed like it turned out all right then. Fine. I compromised. <laughs> and you didn't have a heart attack. I, I, I could have sworn it did. As soon as he, you know, put the ring on my finger, he was like solid. He, he was completely fine. This is your heart telling you it's time to go. Yes. <laughs> right now. Right now. now. Time to go now. I would like to talk a little bit about, you know, what it's like being with a, a transgender person mm-hmm. and some things that cause Connor walks us through a lot. But you see Connor in the world, and mm-hmm. you care a lot about Connor. Uh, maybe there's some things that we don't know, or we didn't see, or we didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe something that you could just kind of walk us through. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the matter. but I guess for me, and, and this is probably some, some flaw of my own that he sees, is that I don't really see to that level it to me he's just connor and it's always been that way but being out in the community where we have other trans friends who are really struggling with passing or really struggling with their identities and who they want to be with i hadn't really considered that because he's so sure of who he is and you know who he wants to be with um the more that i learn about trans community as a whole, it is not really one way fits all. I mean, in fact, there's, you know, there couldn't possibly be. Um, I think one of the the first things that I kind of went through when I met him was, how do you, you know, identify as straight or gay after you transition? And again, it's one of those things like, I'm a man and I like women, or, you know. Whoever's available. It, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that, <laughs> but you know, I was I transitioned to male, but I've always liked men. I mean, it, it's really unique to the person, so I find that kind of comforting because it's just as individual as anybody else. I think my my primary you know source of concern really comes from the fact that he's more fearful for him himself as a black person than he is as a, as a trans person. And that's really what comes to the forefront for him. Um, you know, when we're in the car and he's shaking his fist at people because they're not driving the way that he wants them to, it's not because he's trans, it's just because he's a really impatient person and he hates <laughs> other people being on his road. It's, it, it's really, you know, that's what it's about. So I can't deny that, that's true. <laughs> um, but just you know, from my personal perspective, in terms of self-education and coming to understand, it's really not as 
complicated as you know somebody from the outside might think and it caused me more to think about you know who am I because he's so well aware of who he is being a white woman I mean is there some things that you see going on that you didn't see before or on occasion we'll get you know looks from folks out in the community but you know Quite honestly, the thing that kind of surprises me the most is that we'll be in a place like the depot and we'll see maybe some some older gay guys who come in and they're more pissed off that we appear to be just this regular cis couple in their gay community. Like, why are you coming in here? Mm-hmm. You're straight. Mm-hmm. You don't get to come into our our area. And I'm like, wow, that's just so, it's so bizarre to see so much preparedness for, like, I'm ready to exclude you because you're different than I am on both sides, gay or straight, doesn't matter. Um, One of my friends, um, my female friends, she hates the term lesbian. She was like, if men can be gay, then I can be gay too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very kind of fractured. Everybody has what they perceive to be their own identity and anybody who's different is different. That's more than black, more than trans, more than anything. It's just like... You're wait, not like me. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. You know, why are you with that dude? But other than that, we're just two short kids out in the world trying to, <laughs> trying to reach high shelves. That's... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> Can't buy that cereal. No. No, that's, that's that one's staying there. <laughs> <sighs> if only my mom could be here right now. Oh my god, seriously. She is in love with Connor. She's yeah. I'm I'm the son they never had, basically. Whenever we go over there, she's like, Here, take this food, take this food, take this food. Feed the man. Yeah. Yeah. Shred. <laughs> Much. The first guy that I brought over probably in four years. Yeah, I, I don't know if, like, did they ever ask any questions or anything? I No, not until we went to New Orleans and mom started asking no, like, mom did more it. stuff. Yeah, I, I guess that's where I get it from. They're like, you're a cool person? Cool. As far as conversations like with your nieces or nephews in the future, I mean, do you guys... Think about like, like we kind of talked about a little bit about how do we talk to my daughter or that kind of thing. But I mean, is there any apprehension on that? Well, they're too young to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think right now, no. And I mean, obviously, my my parents, my mom is taking off the entire week for him to have mm-hmm. surgery. I mean, mm-hmm. she's already like planned shit. I don't know what it is, but right, you know, vacation. she's like, she's I will in take there. care of him for a solid um, year. I'm like, Whoa. And my mm-hmm. sister and my brother-in-law already know. Mm-hmm. That he's having surgery, so I, I guess it's really more a matter of, kind of, you know, is it something that they want to to share with their kids? That's totally up to and, them. Yeah. Not, it's not my, they're not my kids, so I mean. Yeah, if they want, if they want to, sure. But I, I think that the fact that they don't know, they don't care, they just know that he's Uncle Connor is kind of is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, if you guys have any final thoughts or anything, like I mean, because you kind of know what we're trying to do. With, with our project, we're just trying to, you know, get the conversation going. I mean, if, if there's anything that you would like to leave us with, we'd love to 
lob it back in your court? No pressure. I don't know. I, I think that it's really important to not just dismiss things out of hand if you're if it's something that you're not familiar with. But that goes for so many things. And it's not just this conversation. It, there's so many other conversations. If you're afraid of the unknown and you, you know, start reacting negatively, it just spirals into more bad negative. Well, it sounds like if you're living in fear all the time, of course you're going to beget, like, shit happening. And not, and not even just fear, but, you know, you're different than I am, therefore you must be not as good or oh, yeah. not my equal or, you know, something like that. And I think it's been so unfair to so many folks in the trans community who just just want to be. Like, I just want to live my life. I just want you to live your life. What I do doesn't affect you, so, you know, what's what's the big deal? And I think that it gets blown out of proportion because it's, you know, taken to, you know, religious levels or mm-hmm. political levels. And it's like, it's just another person trying to go to work or go to school or... or go to the bathroom. You know, go to the bathroom, you know, Seriously, eat a meal. And what, what's it to you that they, you know, transitioned and... You didn't. Or, or Not you, know, you, but you. <laughs> what is this you know, scary transition that you speak of? Like, it's really, it's just the misappropriation of some parts and everything else is crystal clear. It really is. The more that you guys can get the word out that make people aware that these are just everyday people, they're living around you, they have been. <laughs> they're not going away. For a long time. Um, you know, the fact that you never know one doesn't mean you don't know one. Just treat people some goddamn respect for once, really. Why do you say that? Oh, really? No, 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 not toward you. I've just been telling him that for the past three hours. Oh, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I've been like, what am I supposed to do? I wasn't even listening, and I know. I knew I had something to do something. (laughs) Those. Except for people in other cars when you're on the road, (laughs) there's an exception. Straight White Guy Listening is produced by Graham High and Rebecca Brighthot. To watch short films of our conversations and for other podcast episodes, please visit our website at straightwhiteguylistening.com or follow us at SWG Listening on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The SWGL team is Jen Lopez, Morgan Hanner, Alexis Schmidtberger, Sunanda, and Brittany High. Special thanks to Brooke and Connor for their hospitality and honesty. To Altimeter Films and the Eisenberg Group. To Rob Schulte and Shauna McGarry. All music composed by Pawnington Bear and provided by the Free Music Archive. And, as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>